0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, November 7th, in the year 2021. And I want to tell you that I am having a webinar next Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time till 8.30. It is on the Fifth Dimension Lemurian Reiki that I have been studying and I invite all of you. It's only $20. You can register on my website and just go to thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, and you'll find the webinar right there. And this is a great opportunity to learn more about this. I think it's going to be really exciting and a lot of fun. Mm. In the meantime, how are you all feeling? How was that new moon for you? For a lot of people, it was agitating and restless due to the Uranian nature of it, due to the sun and the moon opposite Uranus. And what's happening is, you know, when Uranus, like any other planet, gets triggered by a lunation like that, it's going to feel strange and we have to assimilate energies that are foreign to us. Now, the people who were first dealing, the astrologers, of course, that were first dealing with these outer planets, Uranus being the first one, then Neptune, then Pluto, when they were trying to integrate this into the astrology that they were already doing, they were not considered uh, positive forces, considered malefics and malefic i think is a strong word but it really means foreign and it's not something that is we can is available to us like we're we we can't look up in the sky and point out Uranus with the naked eye. You can take your app and pretend you know where Uranus is, your app on your phone or your iPad or whatever tablet you have that shows you the the night sky, and you can see the general area that Uranus is in Taurus among all the other stars that are in Taurus, and you might be able to see those. But Uranus is so far away, and so is Neptune and so is Pluto. They're very far out. That without a really high-powered telescope, you're not going to see it. And it's, you know, especially if it's a cloudy night, even with a really high-powered telescope, you're probably not going to see it. So this is something that we're not looking up at, we're not pointing at, and we're not assimilating. We look at the moon, even though people say, oh, people get crazy under a full moon. Well, you can see that full moon, right? It's going to affect the tides and stuff. But this is a different energy. This is an energy that forces us to assimilate and the Uranian energy, which is innovation and a little chaotic and a little restless and a little agitated. And, you know, it's in a fixed sign. It wants to move. We don't know what to do with the energy. The best thing is to move your body. Like I went out for a good long walk the other day, I think it was the day before the new moon. And there was just a lot of restless energy. We went from the sun squaring Saturn in Aquarius, then moving into the opposition with Uranus. So there's this section of the zodiac in the fixed signs. And when we're dealing with fixed signs, we're dealing with Scorpio, Taurus... Aquarius and Leo. When the moon passes through there or the planets pass through there in those zones, they are getting connected to Saturn and Uranus. Now, remember last year when we kept talking about Saturn and Pluto and every time things went through the cardinal signs, which is Aries and Libra and Capricorn and Cancer, that's when you got triggered because you were getting Saturn and Pluto. Now you're getting Saturn and Uranus and it's the fixed people that might be feeling this. And if you have planets in Aquarius or Leo or Taurus or Scorpio, you are more likely to feel this energy and feel the the interesting dynamic that we've been dealing with all year from Saturn, which is the one that Teaches us and is an authority figure and we learn a lesson and we have to work hard and be responsible to Uranus, which wants to like break down the old structure of Saturn. And Uranus really does not want us to stay with the status quo. Saturn will make us feel like we want to stay with the status quo. Saturn will say, hmm, I I I this doesn't feel safe. I'm not taking a leap of faith. And Uranus says, but you must. You must take that leap of faith. And so, what we experienced from last Saturday to, um, and that was before the podcast, last Saturday to this Thursday, and I felt the energy dissipate on Friday. Thursday morning was different than Friday morning. Absolutely. And if you're paying close attention to it, as I am, you are going to notice that there is a shift, that there is this shift in energies. And then people said to me, "Yeah, I feel much better." And well, of course you did because we moved out of like the sun and the moon were not like lighting up Uranus. That Uranus is an electric planet. Saturn says, "Uh uh, I have to be good and and focused and determined and and be ambitious and achieve something, but in a very slow and productive way." Uranus says, "Throw it out the window. Take a risk. Take a leap." And so each of us had something stirring inside of us that says, you can't stay with the status quo and believe the old self anymore. Because Saturn, even though it's sitting in Aquarius, which is the Uranian sign, Saturn is saying, you know, I like it. I like it the way it was, but what if I fail? But what if I fall flat on my face? But what if I'm rejected? But what if I, you know, all the insecures and the what ifs and the buts, okay? The ifs, ands, and buts. What about them? You know, Uranus says, get rid of them. Throw them away. You don't need this. Stop, stop being hard on yourself and stop being worried. Stop worrying. And Saturn is definitely going to cause us the moment to pause and worry and not necessarily um, feel comfortable in stepping forward. So we have to navigate. And this is what we've been doing all year. Yeah, maybe the first few months of the year, it wasn't like this. But now we have been through the mill with, you know, well, what am I supposed to do? Should I step forward? Should I hold back? Should I be responsible? Should I take a risk? Should I be the, the old stalwart and stay, stay, stay the way I have? But my heart is dying to break free. So each of us somewhere in our lives, and maybe in multiple places in our lives, has to, you know, embrace the change and satisfy the part of us that is not willing to change or is afraid to change. Now, it's an interesting dynamic because in in my own life, there's places where, like, I'll use myself as an example because I'm closest to me, right? Um, <laughs> I, there are places where I could step forward and take a risk, which could be considered a risk, but it would actually, that risk is not a risk for me because it means I am taking the same old path I have taken time and time again. And it might look like a risk on the surface But when I think about my life and my history, it isn't a risk. It's exactly what I've done over and over and over again. And so what's the risk? Trusting. Trusting that I don't need to make that move, that I need to just sit back and be patient and and gather my strength for the moment when I know that something is going to unfold. Um, Don't. If you're questioning something, if you keep asking yourself over and over again, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing it? If you're asking yourself, then you should just put it on the shelf. And because if you, when you're time to take the leap, when you know, you know, you absolutely know. There is no, should I, shouldn't I? I can't make up my mind. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to think? Blah, blah, blah. No, mm mm no. When you know you're supposed to, like, when I knew I was coming to Costa Rica, I knew I was coming to Costa Rica. There was no, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, there were days when I said, what am I, nuts? (laughs) But that was a leap of faith. Taking this, that was a surefire leap of faith. And I still had my safety net and I could go back to New York if I wanted to. But I knew the first night I was here, I said, I'm never leaving. So that is a really good example of absolutely knowing it's time to take the leap. If you're wavering, then it's not time to take the leap. Okay. So you have to acknowledge and embrace what pattern you have used over and over time and time again, and know that it is not the one you want to do, but um, you will break the pattern. Thank you, Uranus. And... You just need to be aware of what your pattern is because each of us is, is struggling with that right now. And there's a lot of trust involved, a lot of trust and a, and navigating the trust, understanding what we're trusting. Remember what I just said about me. My own life is I have done this particular thing and taken the risk and because, you know, other people didn't. So I just like stepped forward and did it. Like, let me handle this for you. Let me, if you want something done right, you just do it yourself, right? No. You got to trust that the universe is going to line this up for you, Deb. So that's, you know, there are times when we don't take control. Saturn is a bit controlling. Saturn is very controlling. Uranus, Uranus is controlling in some ways, but not like Saturn is like, I have this under control. You know, it's, it's a very paternal energy. It's like the father who has everything under control, the parent that has everything under control, you know, um, the leadership that has everything under control and there's there's that you know the boss the authority figure that's Saturn it's the part of us that wants to control the situation well let me just handle it because my assistant can't do the job so let me just do it I don't want to hire an assistant because I in that time I could just do it myself that kind of thing maybe it is time to hire an assistant that would be a leap of faith right I mean, you got to manage somebody. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my God. Manage somebody. When the moment arrives, you will know Christmas Eve is the last Saturn square Uranus. And, you know, they're going to do some dance next year, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right now we are dealing with, you know, the last, approaching the last one, the last Saturn square Uranus, which is going to be Christmas Eve in my region of the world. So Meanwhile, our lovely, beautiful goddess Venus has moved into Capricorn. And I told you that this was happening last week and I did a whole number about how she was going into retrograde. Now Venus moved into Capricorn and she's, you know, pretty slow there. She's not zipping through Capricorn because she's going to be there for four months, November, December, January, February. She'll leave late February, early March and go into Aquarius. But she's really not going any really, really early March. Really, she's not going anywhere. She's staying in Capricorn. So she is useful to us in Capricorn because on the one level, you know, if you want to get your finances in order, that's a good time to do it. If you want to, um, hire an assistant, (laughs) maybe that one, actually, I would, I would, if you're gonna do that, do that right now, (laughs) do that right now. Um, anyway, you don't want to do it during eclipses. Um, anyway, Venus, Venus and Capricorn gets organized. And she wants to be secure in her relationships. She wants um, someone who's, you know, an adult and responsible. And she wants a love partner who is um, a mate, you know, a real mate, an on-the-level mate. And if there is someone you are seeking, if you are seeking a relationship right now, perhaps that Venus in Capricorn is something you should ponder. Because Venus in Capricorn is really about the experience of like loyalty and a strong partner and a partner who won't fail you and is your support system and is really um a good connection now venus and capricorn like every sign has her insecurities and you know it is a saturn bold sign it's where we once again have to confront our fears and anxieties and agitations and things restlessness but but capricorn is pretty stable and venus there is pretty stable except Um, you know, when she's going to go retrograde, she's going to slow down a whole lot toward the end of this month and into next month. She's going to pass through most of Capricorn and then she's going to stop with Pluto and she's going to connect with Pluto on the 11th of December, which, you know, by the way, this year has flown by is like two minutes from now. So, you know, I'm going to give my typical advice of Venus and retrograde. Try not to start any new relationships under Venus retrograde. Um, that starts the 19th. You know, it may be that you meet a beautiful stranger, um, a, a, (laughs) as my one friend said the other day, a dark, handsome, brooding stranger, um, a dark, attractive, brooding stranger. Um, uh, when Venus conjuncts Pluto (laughs) on the 11th, but, um, it could be that you have an intense encounter with someone. And then once she goes retrograde, you know, there may be an intense encounter with someone from the past. Now that's up to you to decide whether or not that's good or not, fulfilling or not. Um, so, one of the things that we also don't want to do in venus's retrograde is is when we um we buy some bauble, some expensive bauble. you know you don't want to buy like if it you know don't get engaged don't buy an engagement ring during a venus retrograde you know don't get engaged during venus retrograde don't get married during venus retrograde it's not a good thing it's not really the best although you know there are exceptions to the rule Um, there are, and if you have a person in your life who has been the exception in the rule to the rule, then you may need to like follow the exception. Um, Venus is, um, not, And any sort of detriment or fall in Capricorn at all. So it's just the retrograde that could be complicated. And so that's really where we we need to be careful. It's a good time to review your finances. It's a really good time to go back over, you know, your checkbook and your banking and, you know, thinking about, I wouldn't make new investments, but like save them for maybe February and March and just maybe review it's a time like any other retrograde it's the re we're paying attention to the re the review the um revisit the reconnect the reestablish um review is a big one you know review your finances during a venus and capricorn retrograde that's a very good thing to do um it's year end you know it's a time when you do that um Now, again, we're not in Venus retrograde till the 19th of December. So the other thing is you, you, like someone said to me today, oh, you mean if you might have money, but you can't access it. Exactly. That could be something that's happening. You have money, but you can't access it for some reason. You know, there's like the check is lost in the mail. So maybe something weird is happening, you know, um, that's one thing I would be careful about your purchases. If you know, it's. It's a great time to get a discount. It's a fantastic time to get a discount. I've gotten great discounts on things I wanted or things like that were really exciting under a Venus retrograde. That's great. Go antique shopping, especially in Capricorn. Great old things, discounted old things. Fantastic. I would buy it like some sparkly new car under Venus retrograde, you know. Um, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... um necessarily like redecorate the house. I also, uh, I had a client that did some facial treatment, some facial, like not a a fake, like just like a microdermabrasion or something, but it was something they'd never done before. This was a bunch of years ago and she, her face got scarred and not permanently but she was embarrassed she was like broken out and stuff no new facial treatments under venus retrograde no new be- don't change hairdressers <laughs> don't change hairdressers under venus retrograde um you know that's not something you want to do like no brand new beauty treatments under venus retrograde okay so that's that's something you want to be aware of Meanwhile, uh, so those are my tips for the moment. Um, She's not going retrograde for a while. She's in Capricorn. These are things to ponder. But the other consideration is she's already in the sign of her retrograde. And she won't get to her shadow for a little bit yet but she's she's already in the sign so the the vibes are hanging in the air I'm already seeing things happen that are relative to the retrograde because we see things that are going to be like announcements that are made about things that are happening in advance and so we start to become aware of what the retrograde could connect to now in the meantime this week we we are in an interesting week as always This week, Wednesday's the hot day, and then Saturday also. Um, So let's talk about Wednesday first. Wednesday, so Mercury, as I said, is zipping through Scorpio, and it's going to finally, it's going to meet up with Mars. So Mars has been there for several weeks, and it's going to meet up with Mars on Wednesday in mm, around like... mm, the time you get up in the morning, (laughs) my region of the world, um, you know, sometime around 7am, my region of the world. And, um, it's going to meet up with Mars on Wednesday, but the interesting thing, this is a hot day. So they're going to meet together in Scorpio and then Mars, Mars is going to be like, both Mercury and Mars are going to go ahead and square Saturn so they are going to come within you know Mercury is gonna zip through hi Mars, shake hands, have breakfast with Mars, and then walk on through and square Saturn a few hours a few hours later, um like you know four hours later, and so but it'll be in the air, believe me, and then Mars is gonna square Saturn that night just about when I'm getting ready for bed. So when we get up in the morning and then when we go to bed that night in this region of the world, anyway, you're going to know that there's going to be a lot of activity on Wednesday. So I would try to be flexible on Wednesday. Now, the interesting thing is this is all happening in fixed signs. Mars is in Scorpio. Mercury is in Scorpio. Saturn is in Aquarius. And they are going to come along and square Saturn. So that's a challenging aspect. And what's going to happen is Mercury's communication, it's going to go visit with Mars, they're going to have breakfast, and um, Mars and Mercury are like a vitamin shot of communication. So you are going to get some sort of vitamin shot of communication, and it might be like, you know, and then it's going to square Saturn. And what's happening at the same time of all of this, now when it squares Saturn, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. And here we are again, being provoked, the the provoking of Saturn, like the sun did a week ago, this is, we're provoking Saturn again, except this time it's Mercury and Mars. And they are going to, you know, that that's a little bit of a challenge, a little harsh energy to square Saturn. And it may be, we may feel suffocated. We may feel stopped. We may feel agitated. That's, you know, what we've got to contend with Wednesday. but But to Double whammy it. The other thing that's going on is the moon is going to be in Aquarius. So the moon is going to meet up with Saturn. So that means that when Mercury and Mars are talking to each other, the moon is also talking to Mercury and Mars all morning in my region of the world. So that means we've got four planets in a, in a kerfuffle. <laughs> in a kerfuffle. So Mercury and Mars are over here in Scorpio like energy, power, intensity you know passion and then there's the moon which is in cool and groovy aquarius and it's going to be like it's coming up to saturn and it's like you know stifle your emotions hold your breath and then come mercury and mars and they come like bulldozers mars is like a bulldozer to saturn and they are all going to get triggered by this moon in aquarius you know so moon in Aquarius is, wants to remain cool, wants to remain detached, wants to remain uh, (laughs) non-committal, but it's going to get entangled with Mercury and Mars. So try not to lose your temper, try not to lose your peace. What you need to do is use the energy, use the Mercury and Mars, there's the agitation again, you know, Mars is excitable. So exercise, stretch, stretch, walk, um, converse with friends, talk to people, connect with people, um, give yourself expansion, room to expand, you know, don't be hard on yourself, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself and communicate with people. If you feel under the gun, if you feel pressured, and this is a pressure oriented aspect, talk to someone, Talk to a friend, give a friend a call, you know, give an astrologer a call, you know, I'm always available. So, um, you can always contact me. Um, but in the meantime, we're dealing with some very, you know, intense energy and, I tend to think what we've been through in the last week may get retriggered. And the other reason for that is Mercury is going to, just in a few days, from Wednesday to Saturday, retrace where the Sun and the Moon went. So the Sun especially. So the Mercury is going to retrace the Sun's steps by squaring Saturn on Wednesday and then opposing Uranus on Saturday. And that is why I said Those are the two days when it's interesting because we just had this experience from the sun and I watched people and myself get agitated and restless and wanting to use this energy somehow. Now, Mercury is a little more high strung than the sun. The sun is our life force, yes, but Mercury is like your brain. And if you want to turn off your brain this week, then I suggest you spend a lot of time meditating and get connected to your core self and listen to yourself. Because when Mercury is doing this little dance, it wants... It wants attention, and it wants us to be listening and paying attention to what's going on, okay? So, you know, Mercury isn't just about talking. It's about listening, too. It's about the act of listening. So we have to listen to our instincts. We have to listen to what's happening to us. Um, In the meantime, the Sun is going to make a very lovely aspect to Neptune, And that is on the Friday the 12th. And it's going to make a trine because it's in a water sign. And this is, you know, we're we're in the middle of um, Scorpio right now. We're in the middle of, you know, the sun being in Scorpio. Like at this moment we are at fifteen degrees. So we're halfway through Scorpio season. And so water sign to water sign, the sun is gonna try Neptune on Friday. And that should smooth things over a little bit. And you know, the other thing is that when the moon and the you know, Mars and Mercury are all getting involved with Saturn, um, Moon is eventually gonna go over Jupiter on Thursday, and so it'll shake out some of that energy, and that's actually very good. Eventually Mercury will get to Jupiter, but not just yet. Now we are preparing for a few things. We're preparing for, you know, Mars eventually to oppose Uranus, just the way the sun did. So anything going in Scorpio right now is going to oppose Uranus. First it's going to square Saturn, then it's going to oppose Uranus. And each of them is going to take the same path the sun took. So we're getting this area of the zodiac retread and retread. But I like that we have this little sunshine thing happening where the sun trines Neptune and that should help us listen to our instincts and our intuition and to tune into what feels good. And, um, you know, what you really want to do is like take a step back and I'm always telling you to do this, right? Take a step back and really listen to your heart and where you are. We are in water. We are in a lot of water. Okay. Um, again we're back where there's not a lot of fire in the sky and as i you know sit here working on this podcast the moon is leaving sagittarius where it's been the last couple of days and we're not dealing with a lot of fire that was the like the bit of fire we got was this moon in sag which is lighthearted now we are going towards the eclipses. The eclipse. The first eclipse is the nineteenth, and that is at the very end of Taurus Scorpio. So the cycle of Scorpio before we go into Sag, is it's going to be the Taurus full moon, and that's the nineteenth, and that's the eclipse, and that is going to be early the wee hours of Friday the. E- the 19th, but we're going to talk more about that next week. Eclipses are intense and powerful. They bring things to the table. So, you know, it will be out of the realm of Uranus. It will be closer to Jupiter actually, because, um, you know, the moon will have squared Jupiter the day before, and the sun will have squared Jupiter several days before on the 13th or the 15th. Um, But what we're getting is this experience of, like, Jupiter sort of being involved with the sun and the moon in that eclipse. And it is a lunar eclipse. It is a partial lunar eclipse, okay? It's the beaver moon. And so, you know, again, once again, with starting things, this is a rough time to start things because if you start something, my teacher used to say between two eclipses, that's the 19th of November and the third of, well, maybe the fourth, depending on where you live, the fourth of uh, December, it. The, he says. He always used to say it's like a miscarriage. It's like a drop through. Like something. It just doesn't take root. You know. And so I have found that we're like, oh, let's start something. Let's start this. And it's you know doesn't root because it was happening during you got that idea during two eclipses and unfortunately like I like to think that we're above and beyond this and we can transcend this but sometimes these rules do apply and I would love to see one day when like I start something between two eclipses in it and it actually takes root and becomes something but it, it's something to say for the arrangement between the sun and the moon now you know eclipses are energetic Again, this is a highly energetic month. Mercury opposite Uranus is going to be energetic. Mars opposite Uranus is going to be energetic. Mars opposite Uranus is going to occur two days before the eclipse. That next week, so next week we have a lot to talk about, so make sure you tune in um, because we have a lot of things going on that week. So it's very powerful, very powerful. And if you want your life to change, then by all means, you know, step on the accelerator and let it change. Um as far as the moon, it's in going into Capricorn any minute where I am right now, but it's gonna be in Capricorn tonight, Capricorn tomorrow, partially Capricorn in the most of the wee hours of the morning on Tuesday, and then it will go into Aquarius. Actually it's gonna be void quite a bit on Tuesday and then go into Aquarius Tuesday evening. Um, you know, Wednesday's a more motivated day, even though there's a lot of aspects and a lot getting done. Um, so then there's Thursday where the moon is still in Aquarius. We'll change over to Pisces, but again, it's going to be like a 12 hour void after the moon on Thursday goes over Jupiter. It's, that's the last aspect, which is a good aspect. And then it's going to go into Pisces, like later on then, really in the wee hours of Friday morning. And then it'll be in Pisces and Pisces again on Saturday. And then, um, you know, avoid late Friday, Saturday night into um, Sunday morning when it goes into Aries. So, you know, it's when we're sleeping in this region anyway, and it's the weekend. So avoid moon in Pisces when you're sleeping on the weekend is not a, not a thing to think about. And then the, the moon will go into Aries. But you know, that moon in Aquarius is going to trigger Saturn. And it's the same time that Mars and Mercury are going to trigger Saturn. So just get through Wednesday and work with the energies. And if you feel agitated, use the energy up. Journal, meditate, walk. If meditating so slow, do some walking, clear your mind, clear your head, go out into nature. The static, the static cling of Uranus, (laughs) the static cling of the, of the electricity, the static electricity of Uranus will, it will do good to go stand in the grass. Okay. Stand on the grass and let yourself, um, connect to mother earth. And if there's no grass where you are, because it's, you know, autumn, um, then stand on the earth, stand on the earth, you know, barefoot if you can, if you can bear the, if it's cold, you know, just go out and stand in the earth, you know, try to do that as much as possible and get grounded and that's going to help you. And that's about it. Now, um, I say I am having this webinar next Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It is my fifth dimension Reiki webinar. And please, if you'd like to sign up, go to my website, go to astrologer's thoughts, click on Astrologer's Thoughts, and it the first uh, blog posting is my webinar. If you are interested and you are a little bit lost or you have a question, email me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. You can uh, connect with me. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. Uh, you can book online for the webinar. Booking online just involves, you know, finding the webinar on the list of items to book and just clicking on it and booking. Um, If you're confused, you can email me. You can connect with me on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. And in the meantime, you know, we will see each other next Sunday before the webinar. So I wish you a beautiful week and have a lovely, lovely wednesday and you know connect with yourself journal be listening to yourself it's one of those weeks when we need to listen strongly okay and connect with your thoughts and just you know raise your own awareness to a level that is going to rise above any sort of agitation that the planets may offer you. So that energy is there to be used. Let's use it wisely and properly. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next Sunday. Have a beautiful week.